You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas, and my guest today is freaking out of this world, you guys. I'm trying not to geek all the way out. I feel so out of my league right now. Okay, so I'm going to give you her intro, but just know that everything that I have to say about her is not really scratching the surface of the things that she actually has accomplished, the places she has been, the things she has seen, and and who she is. So just know that th- this this is only just touching on all of the things that she has done. All right, so please help me welcome Trailblazing. She's a trailblazing classical performer who's performed all over the world, including, I think this is so cool, Carnegie Hall. Ah. Uh, she's been an artist in residence at the Met, at San Francisco Symphony, London's Guild Hall School, Juilliard grad, people, Grammy nominated, and has a heart for social activism. Please help me welcome world renowned soprano. Julie Bullock. Hey, hello. <laughs> Off to a swinging start, Celicia, <laughs> truly. Sounds great. So um, where in the world are you right now? I am now in Wyoming. I'm I'm singing at a festival here. Yeah, we just had rehearsal this morning uh, for this new piece that was written for me by Jesse Montgomery. Um, so yeah, it's very it's very good. I've been I've been traipsing all over the U.S. for the past couple of months. So, <laughs> uh, what is that world where people are writing things for you? What? How, <laughs> like, well, I mean, I it's uh, I think the the advantage is that the only I guess the only voice I have in my head is my own, and I I don't then trouble myself thinking, okay, how am I comparing to this great singer or this great interpreter of such and such song, um, I I can just internalize and metabolize the music and the words as I'm genuinely feeling them. And yeah, there's real flexibility and freedom with that, like undeniably, undeniably so. I feel like you are like, when people think artists like you are like a true- every, I'm, I think every- Every singer is an, I, everyone is an artist. If they want to claim that, like, I feel like that space, I wish that was space that everyone felt 
legitimately comfortable claiming. Because all that, all that is is about uh, craftsmanship. All that is is about kind of selecting a, a practice that you want to learn from continuously. That's how I, that's how I feel I can claim the word artist. Um, and I, 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 yeah, that just feels like an intentional life, you know? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I love that. And you're making me, I have like a list of questions, but I'm like, let's just go with what you're saying right now, because I have, I have some things in my spirit that I'm wondering right now. Mm -hmm. So like during this pandemic, I, um, I'm an actress in the Broadway community, Broadway went away during all of this. So I've been at home on the couch now in my closet. Like, who am I? I, I, like, I don't like truly, it's like trying to not be like not identify as just like oh i'm salisha thomas the broadway performer who right. am i when i don't have my my career and for the opera world first of all have you been able to work during this pandemic i have been able to work um the it has shifted a bit some of it's been more towards recording and also i my um it's now no longer just focused on performing. I mean, I think in some in some aspects of my career, we're already sh not shifting away from performing, but starting to include more curating and also developing relationships with various arts uh, organizations um, and helping them think about what their goals were and are um, and how to satisfy them uh, for, Yes, any, any aspirations that they have moving forward into the future for what they want to do. So in that way, I'm like, actually, I'm in some, sorry, I'm not grateful for this pandemic. Um, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're I doing. am, yeah, I am, I am grateful though for the time that it has given all of us to reflect and also all the things that have been revealed during this period. I I, I just don't know if they would have happened as quickly. I don't know if they would have been recognized by as many people as quickly. Um, and for that, that's for that that I'm grateful. Um, but obviously that it's just been devastating. And I can't imagine, Shalisha, I'm sorry. It's just like, I cannot, uh, I definitely went through years of thinking, all right, your identity, you, my identity was totally wrapped up in my singing life. Um, and I knew that that wasn't actually true, but somehow when you just start, you're working all the time and yeah. Yeah. that's your, you know, it's just your world and you, you, you want that to feel sustainable and alive. But when, if that gets stripped away, um, I mean, also just for you being on stage, it's like, it's, a, I feel it. And so I'm just, and I, even though I, I, I do think you are an artist, Salisha, and I hope you will claim that, but um, I do, I do. good. Like, but that, you being on stage every night as a Broadway performer, I mean, that is a very different lifestyle than the lifestyle of my classical singing world, which is, you know, you might, you might perform three or four nights in a row, but then you'll have two, three days off. Oh. Um, and then you might have to take, an, you know, another month off if you're learning a piece. So, but to be performing every single night and that is your expectation, like that, and like, that is almost, that is like life affirmation getting up on stage, I imagine. I mean, how, oh, that must have been devastating. Um, yeah. How, how, are, how are you feeling? I mean, just, you know what? Closet aside. I know. <laughs> aside from <laughs> my closet, right? I mean, my studio, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel okay. I, I, it's been a long, it's been a long like year and a half. And so, and, a lot of times have been discouraging. It's like, oh my goodness, it's coming back. No, it's not. It's coming back. No, it's not. And we're almost kind of at that same precipice again. Like it's coming back. 
is it coming back? I'm told that it is. My friends are starting rehearsals. It feels like it's coming back. Um, but I also feel encouraged, like that light at the end of the tunnel, that this is temporary. It's not going to last forever. I hope it doesn't last much longer. Okay. I hope we are coming back this fall. But it's definitely been, like you said, a whirlwind and uh, blessings in disguise, even though it's been so awful at the same time. Having this time to shift and pivot and... Uh, the things that Reclaim. have been learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's been learned? Yes. yes. Yeah. What has been learned. And so um, this can go a million different directions. But how do you, Julia, identify? That can go in a million different directions. <laughs> how do I identify? Yes. Uh, like self-identify? It could be anything. It could be career. It could be race. It could be gender. It could be what? How do you yes. want to answer that? Whatever you want. How do I identify? Um, I, I think I always have to claim my humanity first. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm a human being uh, who loves to sing, who loves to listen to people. Um, I also, yeah, identity is a challenging question, isn't it? Because, yeah. um, or sorry, it has been challenging for me in the past um, because there's so many weird expectations this, that are set up. <clears throat> um, like you, you want you want me to identify as an artist, so I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that today, Salisha. Um, <laughs> no, you don't no, have to. No, of course, no, no. It's just it's it's funny. I just I I um in thinking about just myself as a young young girl. And uh, in some ways feeling caught in between communities or not really knowing how to even claim certain communities. Um, uh, the, yeah, the question of identity just, I, it, it actually, it's not challenging for me, but um, it's hard for me to just like leap into it I, with yeah. full enthusiasm um, and without hesitating. Uh, because all that history and it's like painful thinking back on not feeling like I knew who I was or felt like having had to justify who I was for so long. Um, but yeah, now, I mean, I, 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 can, I do claim all parts of myself. Um, and yes, it's, anyway, sorry. I just... No, <laughs> I'm so here for this journey. I'm like, wherever you want to take this. I, I did read somewhere that you are mixed race. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm um, multi-ethnicity uh, multi or, or mixed, uh, mixed heritage and, and, um, and yeah, black identifying. Um, and it took, it took me a long time to sort out even just in that landscape, because how I wanted to claim myself. Like, like my sister, for, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I, I feel like in the opera world, are there a lot of people that look like you? There, there are, there are, and there are not. I mean, okay. I think the thing that, the thing that I find so fascinating is that, uh, many critics, um, feel it is necessary to note, uh, what color I am or note my identity in some way. So it's okay. like that black soprano or this um, mixed heritage soprano or, uh, and sometimes it has not, it's like, if it's within the context of the work that I'm doing, 
I completely understand why it's a point of discussion. But, you know, if when I look at then my other colleagues who are white presenting, there is not that identifying label. They don't label. say, Put no white soprano. <laughs> That's right. Where's that? Um, and that white tenor. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Correct. Correct. So it, that part of it, it's like that part of it is a little triggering for me. Um, I'm so proud of who I am. I'm, I really, I'm so proud to claim all parts of, as I said, all parts of myself mm. and really sing myself. Right. Um, Cause it's, it's taken some time and real consideration and like healing and self love. I mean, just building up of self love. Um, but damn it. Like I, I'm, I, I'm kind of over, I'm kind of over this, this need to ensure that the projection of what I am is like being read. It's like, I just, I don't, um, yeah, I'm just over it. I'm over it. What do you think about, and I think I might've read this somewhere about you or what do you, but what, how do you feel about the idea of like who you are as a performer and as a person, it reads like as a universal, like not just for the blacks, not just for the whites, not just like, but you, um, what is the word? Like a lot of people can look at you, can listen to you and fall in love with you no matter what skin color they are. And it doesn't matter what skin color you are. Like, it, do you feel that? I, you pe uh, your appeal. My appeal. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that gets into, <laughs> that also is, feels complicated, right? Because I, I know the, the, the space that I've claimed for myself as a singer. Well, one, there's, I know there are certain opportunities I've gotten because of the way that I look. I know that for sure. I also know that there are certain risks that I have been willing to take as a performer in predominantly white spaces because I grew up in an environment surrounded by predominantly white people. And is it because of the way that I look that those predominantly white audiences and critics are able to hear what I'm saying, are able to connect more easily and actually take the invitation that I'm putting out to engage in a certain conversation? Is it because of my light brown skin? If I did the exact same thing, sang in the exact same way, said the exact same words, would it be heard? Would it be acclaimed? I don't know. And like that, that I think about that often. And so now, now when I'm in a place in my career where I have a lot of opportunities, but yeah, I've earned, but <laughs> yes. that have also been granted, the privileges that come with that, how can I ensure, I have to actually, it, this is now my job. It's like, I have to ensure that every single artist who comes into these environments after me is coming in with more safety, security, and um, also is feeling like they can just express whatever the hell they want to express in whatever way. Um, you, you feel that you're a trailblazer. Well, I, I don't know if I'm a trailblazer, but I- I think I, you are, I think you are. I'm feeling, I feel more like I, I do, and maybe it's because I also, I, unlike my, my sister, you know, it's not that my sister denies that she has uh, 
white ancestry, but she she identifies as a black person. And we have the same biological parents, but she identifies as a black person. And it's like, because I identify as mixed as well as black, there's I there's a there's responsibility I feel in terms of like making a bridge. And I don't know if I'm always doing the right thing in the right way, the most effectively. Um, but I, I do think I am trying, I'm trying to at least approach all aspects of my work with um, honesty. And as I'm continuing to learn, and also as I'm becoming less and less patient with people, it's like, I'm sorry. there's only, there's only so life. many, you know, it's like, yes. um, yeah, yeah. It's like that, yeah, my I, I'm, my voice is changing. It's like, it's changing. And I, I um, anyway, I just, I'm, I try to be very careful and considerate and deliberate with what I do and when. So if that is trailblazing, fine. Um, if that is bridge making, great. Uh, wonderful, actually, that feels really strong. Um, but even with a trailblazing, if I want to claim that identity, it's like, I would still always need to kind of be looking around me to ensure that I'm not doing damage in, in my, in my wake, you know. Can I say what I love about you? What? <laughs> like, seriously. And I've not gotten to spend time with you outside of this interview even. <laughs> and I would love to, I'm like, you. We chose this fun, isn't it? Oh. Like, you. Okay, so I only truly have like the last 10 minutes to go on, Juliet. But from what I am getting from you and your beautiful energy is that you, oh gosh. Okay, let me look for words. You are your own person and you are very unique. And unique is not even, doesn't even grasp exactly what I'm trying to say. But what I love is that I feel like in this world, it can be so easy to try to fit in and to fit a mold. And I, I get a feeling that you don't care about a mold. You're like, this is who I am. This is what resonates with me. Um, this is my truth. Here I am. And in doing that, I, this is what I really admire. That is the kind of thing that the world needs is people who stand up for who they are, for what they believe in. Gosh, I'm trying to articulate exactly what I'm trying to get to. To be exactly who you were put on this earth to be without trying mm. to be what anybody else wants or needs from you. You are just you. That kind of stuff helps elevate the frequency of the planet. That helps with the whole evolution of the world because if everybody is trying to be the same as everybody else, no one is going to get anywhere. No one is. <laughs> we're You're right. You're right. Because, yes, we have we carry our histories with us. We echo each other. Um, there are shared frequencies and resonances for sure. However, um, to take some time to reflect on how you're being impacted and then how you want to move forward with and impress upon, um, Sorry, I, I don't even know if I'm adding anything to what you just said, but I, I, okay. I, I, I do, there's a, um, I think because of all of the things that I have gone through in my life and also periods of 
wanting to be totally checked out um, <laughs> and not wanting to engage. It's like, I have to encourage myself on a daily basis to remain conscious. And like, that is a, it is a real value of mine. Um, so, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, Celicia, like just with your own craft, do you feel, because as, as you're going, as you're going through and taking on so many various roles, right? Um, and doing them on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, like, do you, do you feel you are able to express and do everything that you, you were put on this planet to do? Oh, I don't think, not yet. I don't think so. Yeah. Not yet. I feel like, oh, you know what during this pandemic I'm like oh I've always wanted to try this I've always wanted to do this and so I'm finally getting my feet wet I'm like oh this is how this goes but then also trying to balance something of I've got something great and then instead of being afraid and running away from it leaning in cool and trying to like what is that when something has momentum and you keep doing it instead of being like yeah. I did it and now I'm gonna run away <laughs> like you know. yes yes Oh, did, can it, okay. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I've got a whole list of things that I would never have even tried to tap into if Broadway was still running. I'm like, I got my HL week. I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm good. And guess what? Now I'm free as a bird. I, I, I'm free as a bird. I'm like, all right, well, what are the other creative things that I've always wanted to do? Now is the time to do them. And I don't feel like I am anywhere near of what, like, I feel like. I have not scratched the surface. Like there's so much more out there. So many dreams. That's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. I, I, and I want to, I want to know what you're excited about. And I, but I also want to know, just like, I was reading this thing that you did at the Met. You're talking about curating things earlier. I'm like, you put this thing on at the Met that like put out black voices. And I'm like, what in the world? Because when I think the Met, I think, I don't really think color, color, color. Not that it's not there. It's just, and so I feel like that is so awesome. What is that? Mm. What was that? So in thinking about all met, all of the met programming, um, it was an invitation just for me as a performer. And at the time I was still really processing a lot of aspects of my identity as a woman and as a black person in this field of classical music. Uh, where a majority of what I sang was written by, developed by, and celebrated celebrated and championed by white people and white men in particular. Um, and the Metropolitan Opera in a very interesting, it's a Metropolitan Museum, not the opera, <laughs> the museum. The Metropolitan Museum also, I think, was going through some sort, has been, has been, I think, for the past several years, um, they've been trying to clarify their mission and also claim, really, really take claim to their own history, how they have uh, appropriated art, how they have exploited artists. Um, and so I just ended up researching about the Met. I just read about their history. Um, and I sort of compared it with parallels in my own life. And uh, so along with all the things that the museum was already beginning to explore in some ways, um, I also felt like, okay, this is a space where 
yeah, we can, uh, artists and institution actually maybe can have a meeting of in some way. And um, it was just to engage conversation because the, the initial, the initial chat I had with a woman who was running the Met Museum performing arts program, uh, I, you know, I asked her, why are you inviting performing artists to be in a space where visual art is the primary focus? And she said, well, I want to remove the thresholds of entry to the museum. And I thought that was so interesting, just as a concept. Um, and I wasn't totally, sh I mean, the Met Museum, as every arts institution and organization in the United States, um, they do put up barriers. <laughs> they do put up thresholds on purpose, or they, they did historically. Um, so what does it mean to remove them? And then what kind of voices, what kind of bodies, what kind of stories need to be told in, in order to encourage that? Um, you know, I, I don't know if that was all fully successful, but what I do feel is that it was a, it, it was the beginning of me thinking like hypercritically about arts institutions and taking the invitation from anyone moving forward. It's like, okay, you wanna, you would like to invite me? Well, then that means you're also going to, there are going to be some reflections on how you have engaged with art, artists and the world up until this point. Um, yeah, I guess it's just a source of in, so interrogate. It was like in, interrogating. Awesome, I wish I got to see it because I was reading about it. I'm like, wait, what? And I'm so <laughs> glad that you did differentiate between the Met Museum and the Met Opera. I'm like, oh yes, those are two very different things. I right, need my face to not move when you say that. Okay, very good. <laughs> they are two different places. Oh, you're like, <laughs> No, 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 no. You, you said, you said the Met. You said the Met. I, I said the I, Met Opera because um, they're on my mind right now. Um, but that, that interestingly, like that is a place I have not yet worked. Um, so. That is. Oh, it's. I feel like it, you will be very soon. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure, dear. <laughs> I, I mean, if anything is written in the cards, I feel like the um, sky is the limit for you. It just, it just seems like that is what you, the vibration that you send out, that anything is is truly possible. And you're so, you're just so beautiful. Like the, the way you think, the way you speak, and it's just really um, beautiful to take in. What, uh, okay, so a sidebar, you're a star. Okay. <laughs> okay. When did you know that you were a star? That is so, <laughs> do you know what that question, sorry. Alicia, <laughs> you're cracking me up. Um, but for real though, I'm serious. No. <laughs> I wouldn't know. What was the moment for you that you was like, I'm the shit? I on I feel like every young person. Sorry, the times when I've interacted with young people and like little tots upwards, like they do feel they have something extraordinary about them. But then over the process of life, it gets shut down in one way or another. Yes. And um, I think I have had some luck with either people in my life who saw that my light was dimming and engaged with me again to try to like amp it up 
um, or I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just um, what ignites that flame over when it starts to feel like it's fading out, what ignites that flame over and over again. Um, I really do fear, I do fear the day or a time if I'm not able to somehow uh, reactivate, but um, yeah, this, what, <laughs> what let you know you were a star. Um, that's just so it's, sorry, I laughed out loud when you first asked me that because it reminded me of a conversation that Renee, I had with Renee Fleming. She's a really, then yes. to talk about a star yes. and talk about just, you know, brilliance, brilliant, bright in every respect. Um, and she, in one of our first conversations, she said, Julia, you know, so what kind of star do you want to be? And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. And, oh. you know, and I gave her some explanation, like, you know, I'm, I'm working with all the people I want to work with and I'm doing all the things I want to do. And she's like, okay, fine. And, you know, she let it go. And the next time I saw her, I told her how embarrassed I was. And by that question, I said, but I, I do have aspirations for myself and I do have clear vision for myself. Um, and, and she said, you know what? You don't ever have to admit how far those dreams, aspirations go to anyone other than yourself, but you do need to know. It's very, and she, you know, she went on, she's like, it's very hard as a woman to claim that, but you really need to know that for yourself. And it was just so, it's like, it is the coolest thing in the world to hear that from one, somebody who you respect so much, somebody who has been, is open about so many different aspects of her life, um, but is also very practical in her career development. Um, and damn it, she's just set, she set goals, she had visions and she went for them. <laughs> and she, she gathered people in her life um, to also help make them a reality, make those dreams a reality. And it's like, and, and again, it's like, I, I feel, I was so empowered to hear her say that to me. And now it's like, I want to just, it's like, how do we continue empowering each other? To just say like, yep, you have a vision yes. or yep, you feel yes. you're a genuine star yes. or um, you got something you wanna go after and explore, do it and do, do it, it with care. Do it with real intention and care yeah, do it. <laughs> um, so I guess I've always known I've been a star. <laughs> um, I love that. But you, you know what, though? You really hit on something that is so real. It's like, I feel like kids, they are so calm. Me as a kid, you couldn't tell me shit. I was the most beautiful. I was the most talented. Like, I was so confident. And then there's something that happens around like the teen years. And it's like, oh, I'm nothing. Like, yeah. and, and it. And, and then you have to re refine that again, that that confidence, yes. that beauty that, I and mean, at the, least I did. Yes, no, certainly. Oh my gosh. And I still do all the time, but it's like, um, and there's nothing wrong with doubting yourself. I think diffidence is a really, it's an important thing because it gets back to that self-reflection um, and refining, I, yeah, that, that it's that, it's, it's that awareness. So it's, it's like, not that, okay, you can have a tunnel vision and be a star in your own, in your own right. universe, but 
what does that mean to be in the constellation of others? Um, uh, and so in that way, like doubt is good and recognition of other things and is good. However, if it gets in the way of your own development, mm. that that is where I, like it, it does break my heart when I see people at really critical points in their lives not feeling they're able to move forward. Um, and for whatever reason, whatever signals or signs they were getting were not clear enough and it just stopped, stopped them in their tracks. Um, and yeah, I just, I, you know, as, as I'm, you mentioned uh, that I'm, um, or I think you did our artist, artist in residence at Guildhall School mm -hmm. for Music and Drama. And, you know, how do I, as a performing artist, want to bring that energy into a place of education that's devoted to growth and learning and exploration? Um, and that's something I'm still figuring out how to answer, but I, it's like kind of project by project and also just spending more time speaking to these amazing people who just have so many questions and um, are eager to find answers. Like that, that really keeps me going. That really keeps me going, you know, even at 35. It's like, um, um, because teachers do come in so many different. Yeah forms. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'd like to ask you a few questions from a segment of Black Hair in the Piggly. Yes, do it. Yes. Julia, your hair is so beautiful and and not So and not, is yours, by oh, the way. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That means so much to me. I'm like <laughs> this pandemic has been like, okay, what are you? What is this? How do I what do I do? <laughs> And so all the pictures that I've seen of you, not that the other ones don't exist, but I've, all the pictures that I've seen of you, your hair is natural. Yeah. You've yeah. got this cute cut. Have, <laughs> you, have you always worn your hair natural? Have you like? No, I'm sorry. Talk about just painful identity issues. So um, I hope my, my white mother is not gonna have a flip out if she listens to this. But oh, no. when, we, when we were young, my sister and I, you know, she didn't know how to take care of our hair and she didn't know how to well yeah she simply did not know how to take of it and even though she took us to some white stylist she took us to a uh, black stylist um you know eventually she just said girls if you don't take care of your hair i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna chop it all off and that is what she did and we went through this period when we were young of like growing our hair out and not knowing how to really brush it, not knowing how to care for it. And then she, we would just go to a salon and they would just cut all of our hair off. And it's like, I think back on that now and it, it brings tears to my eyes because um, I look at my young nieces that my sister is raising and my sister has, like she's watching YouTube videos and uh, uh, exploring all different kinds of products and also like even just learning how to braid their hair. Mm -hmm. So if there's a, a request for a particular kind of look, so she's like, yep, I want this, I want this to, I want their hair, she said to me. I just want, she wants her daughter's hair to be a source of pride for them. And um, it took I mean, I started taking care of my own hair, I guess, starting at age six. Okay? Whoa. What? And, but 
I was not taking care of it well. Do you know what I, I would like pull my hair way back, tight, 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 brush it way back, tight, 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 tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, or maybe I'd like take the, just the front, I'm doing this right now on this call and like put it in a little, <laughs> I take my, my bangs and like put it in a little thing and I call it a little rosebud. Um, but then I, I brush my hair back super, super tight, like slick it back in a tight bun. And I wore it up for almost my entire life. Um, and then, uh, I, when I finally decided to chop it, in after college um and I was getting my master's and I was like I don't want to waste any more I don't want to buy any more bottled products for having to because I I was living at the time I was living in a in a co-op it was like the greenest house in the northeast when it was built and I was like okay I don't want to spend so much money on hair products um I want to just see what my also I just wanted to see what my hair would do on its own so I stopped using all uh, other than shampoo and conditioner, all product. Okay. And um, I just let my hair kind of s- develop and like sort itself out. And in, like, I pretty much stopped, I stopped putting product in my hair other than the days when I was performing. Um, and, you know, stopped washing it so much. Um, I just, I, whatever, I just learned my, I, I just learned my own let it my like be. Just let it be. I just let it be. And, uh, you know, it's like, I'm now I, kind of like you during the pandemic, like, mm, I'm going to grow my hair out again, maybe. And like, I kind of want to start learning how to do some wild shit with it because yeah. our hair is amazing. It's amazing. And so versatile. You can do so much, even with the cut that you have right now, you can I do know. so much and your curls, Julia, they look very healthy. They look thank healthy. you. I thank you. I, I, it has been, but it has been like a long journey of cl- really taking pride and joy, like genuine yes. joy in my hair. And I guess, yeah, I guess just the way that I look and not apologizing for it. But some of it did just come out of, yes, it was like not wanting to buy so much plastic bottles of stuff. But, uh, and yeah, maybe a little bit of, not even laziness. It was just like, what am I really? Like, <laughs> What is my hair really? And um, so much freedom that comes. yes, there is, and and actually, and I'm I'm excited now. It's like I I do finally have this fantastic um, woman in New York, and uh, probably some more of the photos that you've seen recently. It's like she she's the one who took care of my hair. She's the one, you know. And it's like it is nice to also just like go somewhere confidently. And even, I will say a lot has changed in the past few years because now I'm performing in a lot of opera houses across Europe and they ask, what products do you want to use? Um, how do you like this to be? Um, and there's not, they're not, it's not making assumptions uh, about how I, you know, it should look for them, but they're actually asking like, does this feel good for you? It's like, oh. thank you. In Europe? Yo! Let's bring that to America. That sounds fantastic. Mm. I feel like Broadway is just catching on to that. Like, they're- Are you paused? Did I oh. lose you? Oh, wait, I, I hear you. Oh, no. Can you hear me? I'm lost. I'm wait. signing back on. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Where do we leave off? Where do we leave off? We left off talking about, oh, just that in all these places now across Europe, instead oh, of- yes. Yeah, instead of, instead of, you know, when, when they're doing my hair, instead of making assumptions about how it should look or what they think it should look like, they actually ask, well, what, do you what do? feels good for you? Does this seem right for you? Yes. What products do you need? And it's like, does this feel good for you? How nice. How nice. How like, nice. sorry, it's not nice. It's totally that, that it's, it's, that is, that's deserved. Like that is, that's just yes. respecting other human beings and celebrating wait i have so many questions of our experiences that's all that that is all of the things when you are going across the country are you ever wigged do you always wear your own hair so Uh more often than not even for directors who have like a concept for a show they want to use my hair um which is very cool um uh and I, yeah, I, maybe it's because I found my, maybe just my signature cut. Maybe that's all that it is. And I cannot see my face in the other way. I have had to, <laughs> from time to time, <laughs> I've, I've had to ask though, for some his, like historical performances um, for, that I do actually want a wig styling in the year, the century that we are performing this piece. Um, but then I just asked, do you have textured hair? Can you build the wig out of textured hair? Um, so it's 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 an ongoing dialogue. It's an ongoing dialogue. Um, yeah. But have you always had the confidence to talk to them and tell them like this is what I want? Um, what I the need? first time that I did not have that, and I then saw pictures of what it looked like afterwards, I gained the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> And there it is. It's, like, it's the same thing with costumes. It's like, yeah, I'm not waiting for you to figure out how to make this fit. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know my body. And there it is. I feel like I've asked that question so many times. And that is really just made it as pure and as and simple as night as night and day. Like I saw the photos, I saw what it looked like, and that was the last time I never spoke up again. <laughs> Wait, so what are you using in your hair? What what products do you use? Do you use products now? Yeah, um, so I have, there's Aveda. They have a new line that they just brought out and now I don't remember the name of it, but it's in like a sort of salmon colored pink bottle. Um, but then I had, there was another friend of mine. She has um, um, two mixed girls and she asked me because they have curls um, and she asked me what products to use. And my sister said, uh, Shea Moisture, See, Moisture is a really oh, yeah. good brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, um, we, uh, is it We Da? We Da? Yeah, We Da. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So my friend just ordered the We Da and she's like, oh my God, it's the perfect thing. <laughs> she's so happy. <laughs> um, and so I haven't tried that yet, but I would endorse it. Um, okay. And okay. yes. Uh, and actually, I, I am really, I'm uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Didn't she just come out with a line? She did. Have you, have you ordered it yet? I haven't. I'm listening. I'm like, listening to my friends. I'm like, what do you think about this? And apparently she came out with it and then changed it a little bit. And now it's like way better. Okay. And people like are starting to love it. Okay. So I am I, getting curious. I feel like you and I, maybe we should order some and then come back together and see how we're feeling. <laughs> I 
would love that. Let's see how we feel about it because, yeah. <laughs> Compare and contrast notes. Okay. But so I, I sorry, is... just, just even just thinking on that, sorry, I know we're, we're like wrapping up our conversation, but I, um, I, I was at a performance and this young woman came up to me and she just said, you have no idea how much it means to me that you're wearing your natural hair. And I was like, okay. And great. Um, it's a big deal, Julia. It, yeah. I, I, I guess because I was just left on my own to deal with it. My sister and I were left to our own devices for so long. Um, I didn't, I was not really realizing how yeah, how important it is. And actually, and, and, and when it's not that I've insisted that every single shot of mine gets, uh, has my hair totally natural, but it is, it is something I, I, I guess I just sort of ex expect, I like, I want, I, that is how I like to be represented. That is how I like to be presented to, and I like to present myself to the world. Um, it and is powerful. It, yeah. It's powerful. Mm. But anyway, so thank you for bringing that up. It's not, it's not something like, I know a lot of people celebrate, you know, really enjoy talking about and celebrating my hair. Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I do it's, too. I guess I do. I really do too. <laughs> it's a big deal. Like I've got a whole hair podcast and still when I see people living their best lives in very, um, what a vision of, uh, visible arenas, it is so inspiring to me like okay salisha you see this person showing up as themselves yeah. you know what you have to do when you're mm. on that stage mm. you know what you have to like it when we when you hear the thing the term representation matters like there are so many people who don't look like you but also who do look like you who are looking at you mm -hmm. who are like i really like her she looks like me yeah. or i i I'm like her in this way. And it's just so powerful. It is powerful. It is powerful. And so, mm. I mean, yeah, we are wrapping up. I just want to say thank you. Um, before I let you go, what are, I never asked you about your dad sharing a cell with Martin Luther King oh. Jr., which I'm like, how the heck? Oh, I, well, I, I don't know. No, I... I'm sure there are a lot of people's dads who have shared and mothers <laughs> and cousins and uncles and aunties who have shared selves with, uh, with great leaders of liberation. Um, and it is a, like, it's a wonderful ask. I mean, I think my father died when I was nine. And so to be able to, have that story about him and know that that is a part of his life and his legacy. And it's something that he wanted to share. And also even just some of my earliest memories of singing are of him singing civil rights songs. It's like, that is really, that's a beautiful voice to have in my inner ear. Um, and yeah, that's a, oh, it, um, that is a, <laughs> so cool. It's but so cool. I think a, a, a lot, I feel like there are a lot of people who, sh who shared a lot of prison time <laughs> with Dr. King and various, various other but activists. still, that's so, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What are you excited about today? Slash, what are you grateful for? And is there anything that like, we didn't get to that you're like, hello, Salisha, how did you not bring this up? Like, 
No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so happy we met. I'm so, I'm just grateful for this one. I will just say, I'm just like grateful to like wake up and be able to breathe with ease and, um, um, yeah. And like that just affirm my life every day. Like that feels really, that's, that's true. Um, what am I looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to eating a little something because I'm I'm terrible on the road when I, I'm by myself, I don't eat. Um, so I should eat. I'm looking forward to eating something. That's very basic. You're going to eat, I girl. Am. And um, yes, as for all of the, yeah, just the work ahead. Like, yeah, man, I just, I, I love singing and I, I just can't wait to keep going. So where can people find you? They can yeah, find me on like- my, well, I guess more actively on, on Instagram. It's uh, at... Um, oh gosh, what is the lower thing called? Underscore. 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 At underscore Julia Bullock. Um, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook um, at Julia Bullock Classical Singer. And uh, you can find me on my website also. Yeah, there's just, yeah, all the dates and things like that are there. But if you want direct interaction, Instagram's the way to go. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's literally how I met my boyfriend is in my DMs. So that's a real thing. (laughs) Julia, thank you for joining me today. You are so wonderful and kind and beautiful and talented. I'm so grateful that I got to meet you. Oh, right back at you. Thank you. I hope I get to meet you in person. I do too. you on stage or something. We should make plans. Let's make plans to do that. Shall we? (laughs) I would would love that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, girlfriend. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.